Welcome back to Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts and how are your heads? I am back from the bloody dead. Guys, I missed you. Thank you so much for your patience, for your support, for your kindness and your endless endless love. I mean, a lot of you are probably looking for an explanation with regards to where I've been. I wish it was more exciting than it is, okay? Obviously, I was due to take two weeks off. Two weeks. Have a little bit of a break. We've just done six months of shows. Take two weeks off and then come back. However, those two weeks were when I was in Ranala. That led to a lot of alcohol consumption. And that sort of caught up with me. The anxiety came back with a bloody vengeance, started getting panic attacks again, my insomnia like flared up. It was just the worst. So I realized actually that I needed a proper break, not a break that resorts in you going to like house parties. Do you know what I mean? Like also, I'm very much aware that this was self-induced and self-inflicted. I'm in this situation because I'm an idiot. Yeah, like I'm the type of person that gets given a 30 day prescription for antibiotics, antibiotics by my doctor. But then I stop taking them after three days because I start to feel better. I'm a complete clown like much is the same when it comes to my approach to mental health. Like, ah, sure, look, I bumped into my therapist in the supermarket six months ago. And just because I didn't have a literal meltdown in the frozen food section of Tesco between Goodfellas pizzas and cartons of Vianetta, I must be doing great. No, Mark, you're not. So, yeah, it all caught up with me and I really needed a break. So thank you so much for your patience. Also, I'll be honest, like one of the main reasons I like chose to go off the grid for a few weeks was because of social media. And I know this is like embarrassingly cliche, but I genuinely am beginning to hate social media and the effect it's having on my brain. Perhaps this is because like I'm getting a little bit older, almost 27, but it just feels like such a different place now than what it used to be. It's just so overwhelmingly negative. It is a cesspit. There is no joy left to be had. I saw somebody tweet last Sunday. You may remember it was Father's Day. Yeah. I saw somebody tweet last Sunday, happy Father's Day. And then she was attacked in her replies because apparently by her tweeting happy Father's Day, it was a direct attack on people who grew up in single parent families. I mean, give me a fucking break. If, like me, you're one of those people that checks your phone when you wake up and then again before you go to sleep, you are literally falling into a trap of beginning and ending each day with unnecessary negativity. The anger is everywhere and it is palpable. Flexible morals are fucking omnipresent. That really winds me up, by the way. People picking and choosing what and who they, like, things they feel offended by. Like, I'm done. Twitter itself used to be fun. But then it's just gone now. It's gone to the dogs. I tweeted a joke a while ago. Yeah. So harmless. I tweeted a joke. By the way, my job is to make jokes. So I make jokes. I tweeted a joke going, there's nothing quite like the feeling of jumping into bed naked with fresh sheets. Almost worth the lifetime ban in Debenhams. Okay. Relatively harmless. And then some, you know the type, some skinhead with 15 tattoos commented or like DM me on Twitter going, apparently that joke was enabling men to flash their genitals. 
I mean, take a day off and your trousers off. Do you know what I mean, though? And I know that, like, I'm very much veering into the world's gone mad territory, but that's not the point. Because actually the world hasn't gone mad. Actually, I think the world in real life is arguably improving. Like, we're potentially on the cusp of actually confronting racial inequality. Climate change discussions have evolved beyond... I don't know, just using a fucking green bin and buying organic eggs from Donnybrook Fair. People are becoming much more aware of the nuance and complexities surrounding sexuality and gender. But no, Twitter would lead you to believe that we exist in North Korea. Or worse, Dundalk. What do these people do in real life? What are these people doing in real life? And that's the thing, like, Twitter is now creating such a culture of fear that anything you say will be taken out of context and used to destroy you, which is super counterintuitive and counterproductive because that makes people less likely to engage and ask questions in the first place. And don't even get me started on Instagram, by the way. The other night, I was lying in bed before the social media hiatus, and I was, like, quite anxious, and it was, like, 2am, and I found myself in one of those sort of spirals on Instagram where I'd initially, like, viewed a friend of mine's wedding pictures, and then I'd somehow ended up on his wife's auntie's brother-in-law from Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I was following his wife's recent fishing trip to Alaska. Where did she go fishing? I don't know. Alaska. Terrible. But you know what I mean? It's really bad, man. Like at one point last week, I found myself swiping out of the Instagram app to open the Instagram app. This is bad for your health. So look, there you go. Apologies for the sort of poor man's black mirror approach to the introduction of this episode, but I just wanted you and needed you to know where my head is at. So if you start to see a lot less of me on social media... Please know that I'm probably okay, but just not in the mood, I don't know, to be targeted by somebody wearing a tie-dye t-shirt and Doc Martens, who thinks referring to people as biscuits deserves a trial in Nuremberg. You know the types. You know the type. The anti-capitalists who think you're a fascist for wearing a pair of Nike trainers, yet they're literally sitting in Starbucks tweeting at you from their fucking iPhone. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Let's go, baby. So after, after like the anxiety and stuff came back, I thought that I should do things that are like positive, that have a positive influence on my life, you know? Because growing up is hard. Growing up is really, really hard. I always thought, you know, I had this ludicrous idea that I'd somehow reach an age, you know, where you'd be called into a room and I'd be presented with some sort of certificate that says, congratulations, you are now an adult. And then they give you like some sort of handbook that contains a list of instructions on how to function as an adult in society. It doesn't happen though. We're out here in the wild all by ourselves. There will not be some sort of intervention wherein those that are closest to you will sit you down and teach you the ropes of adulthood. And let you know, these are the things you need to do in order to become a responsible, balanced and functioning human being. Like it's, and that's a hard thing. So, so now I'm sort of trying to implement these changes in my life that will sort of, you know, maybe make, make me more wholesome, make me more 
balanced and centered and all those sort of Gwyneth Paltrow buzzwords, right? So I actually sat down and made a list a couple of weeks ago. I was like, think about all the people you know who have their shit together in life. And if you want to get your shit together, why don't you just try and do some of these things? Essentially like Jordan Peterson's 12 steps, but for people who've actually had intercourse. Do you know what I mean? Speaking of intercourse, one of the, one, one of the first things on the list that people who I know have their shit together is they're generally like in a long-term relationship. So I was like, okay, get back in the apps. Get yourself back on the apps. So I made the mistake of re-downloading Tinder a few weeks ago. Genuinely the worst thing in the world. Genuinely the worst thing in the world. I matched with one girl and I messaged her saying, hey, how's it going? And she goes, don't like talking on this. Sorry? Don't like talking on this. Okay, so how do you want to communicate? How would you like us to communicate? Don't know. Just hey, typing, haha. Uh, okay. Uh, hey, type grand. So how would you like to get in contact with me? Would you prefer to sort of, I don't know, wave a handkerchief out the window of a moving car like we're living in some sort of unpublished Emily Dickinson novel? She then said, no, haha, add me on Snap. No, I'm not going to add you on Snapchat. If you're unwilling to chat on a dating app, what makes you think that you're going to somehow transcend into Terry Wogan levels of discourse on bloody Snapchat? Something tells me that Tinder isn't exactly the barrier to entry here in terms of your conversational ability. To be fair though, I don't exactly have great game on Tinder. I may have said it before, but I was talking to a girl recently and I asked her what she was up to for the weekend. Simple, innocuous question. What are you up to for the weekend? She told me that she had a lot of house admin to do. So then I called her Erin's Brockovich and she blocked me. Outrageous. What is the world coming to when you can't shoehorn a Julia Roberts reference into the mix without being called? And another thing. Oh, sorry. Another thing that happened. Such is, by the way, such is my naivete that I preserved or persevered rather in trying to obtain a wife via Tinder and Hinge. It's a fool's errand. Don't bother. I was chatting to one girl on Hinge during the week and she asked me for my number. So I thought, well, this is a development. This may actually lead to something other than, I don't know, talking about fucking David Attenborough or Louis Theroux as your dream dinner party guest and thinking that liking true, do- like true crime documentaries is a personality trait. Suffice to say, she asked for my number. So I gave it to her. 085265. And then she wrote back, mid me giving her my number. 085 with a question mark. I was like, Yes. And then she deleted me. She deleted me. I've obviously lived outside of Ireland way too long to realise that having an 085 number is such a social faux pas that it's more mortifying than admitting to interfering with your family dog or buying flights to Dubai with money pilfered from your grandmother's sock drawer. It's not easy being an adult. You try and do these things they tell you to do, but it always bloody backfires. Second on the list. Do more wholesome things. As I said, I drank way too much during lockdown, okay? So ironically, just as the pubs are about to open again, I'm actually taking a slight sabbatical from booze in an attempt to become more wholesome and keep a distance that is slightly more than two minutes or two metres between me and the psychological abyss. Rather, so rather than just sort of sitting at home and masturbating until my phallus resembles a burst frube at the bottom of a school bag, I've decided to fling myself into social situations to prove to myself that I can be just as mad without the booze. Which actually is very interesting when you tell people that you're not drinking. Like most of my European friends would not bat an eyelid, 
even my UK pals are like, yeah, yeah, cool. Sounds good, mate. Irish people, on the other hand, respond a little bit differently. Telling an Irish person that you're not drinking is like telling them you've been calling up their wife in the middle of the night and engaging in phone sex from an 085 number. People's reactions are so bizarre. Like the most common one, the most common one you get from Irish people is, oh, so uh, you're not drinking at the moment. Yeah, man, yeah, I just thought I'd take some time off. Like my anxiety's been quite bad and, you know, I was drinking too much during lockdown. So yeah, just just having a bit of a break. Ah, yeah, fair enough. But like you have a few points though. What? No, like I'm, I'm I'm not drinking. Ah, yeah, yeah, no, I know. But like you'll have a few settlers. No, man, I won't. And by the way, please don't ever get a job in Samaritans. You would be the worst Samaritan ever. You would literally be a bad Samaritan. Imagine these people working in Samaritans. Hello, Samaritans here. James speaking. Uh, hi, listen, uh, I don't know what to do, but basically I've got like a bit of a gambling problem and long story short, I think I've just like lost my wife's wedding ring on a single bet. Oh, fuck, mate. You've done your little titties. Okay, look, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Just try and relax. Actually, what was the, what was the bet on as a matter of interest? What? Wait, what, what was the bet on? Go on, humor me. What was the bet on? Um, I think it was uh, Wolverhampton to beat Sunderland 7-0 in the cup final. Oh, man, you're fucking joking me. Man, of course you lost. That is the worst bet I've ever heard. You should have called me before you put the money down. Jesus, what a howler. What an absolute howler. Have you told the missus yet? Or- Hello? I hung up. Fucking time waster. Absolute time. Sounded like he was on a bridge as well. It was very windy, arsehole. I'm telling you, it's not easy. Growing up is not easy. Like, realising you're an adult is just not, or, or supposed to be an adult. That's the weird thing. I feel like everybody else, you know, like imposter syndrome. You, it, like, you look around, you feel like all your friends and stuff have their shit together and you're the only one without a clue. It's quite isolating. So another thing that I noticed, people who have their shit together, is that they dress well. Not like overtly flashy or anything, but just well-fitted and neutral colours that make them appear presentable and put together. Now, given the fact that I've lived in the UK for most of the last decade, my only sort of barometer for like a nice adult shop in Dublin was Brown Thomas. Or Miss Fantasia's. But for those of you unfamiliar with Brown Thomas, it's one of the oldest department stores in the country and has literally been on Grafton Street almost as long as Key West. Now look, I didn't necessarily have high hopes going into BTs. Any of you that follow me on Instagram, at Mark will be aware that my style is sort of like Russell Brand if he tried to become a member of G-Unit. Do you know what I mean? A mix between Avril Lavigne and James Kavanagh. First things first, have any of you been into the menswear section of Brown Thomas recently? Like, I was walking in expecting to see middle-aged accountants looking at socks and young solicitors purchasing pairs of corduroys. Incorrect. I'm genuinely surprised they don't have the Narcos soundtrack playing out of the speakers when you walk in to the menswear section of Brown Thomas. It's literally a drug den. 
If the Criminal Assets Bureau were to set up a table beside the cash register, every single thief on the street would be off in jail by lunchtime. Absolutely outrageous. 17-year-olds walking around purchasing trainers for 600 quid that can only be described as boots you would wear on a spaceship if you were orbiting the planet Biscuit. I cannot believe they're getting away with this. And the queue for Louis Vuitton bags upstairs. Have you seen it? It's literally just a line of drug dealers who have sold drugs and are now just buying these ridiculous bags with cash. They're literally selling bad bags to lads to buy nice bags for their hags. Bags absolutely outrageous. To be fair though... <laughs> outrageous. Uh, to be fair though, I would still prefer to go in somewhere like Brian Thomas where the staff leave you alone. Because... Let's be honest here, there is nothing worse, like there is nothing worse than an overly enthusiastic member of staff. You know the type, you know the ones, oh, they're the worst, you get them a lot these days. You know, like you walk into Urban Outfitters and some hipster comes cartwheeling down the stairs with the same level of giddiness you'd imagine the happy pair brothers to have if fraternal sex became legal. I was in Urban Outfitters a while ago. <laughs> Looking for a pair of Reeboks in a size nine. This guy comes up to me to see see if I needed help. Within 30 seconds, he had referred to me as three different types of animals. I shit you not. Hey dog, how's it going? Um, okay, yeah. Uh, hello mate. Uh, do you have these in the UK nine? Yeah, man, yeah. A few cats came in yesterday looking for them. Okay, do little. Okay? Okay, do little. Could I have them in a size nine, please, or what? Because you're literally beginning to sound like Noah, ticking names off a clipboard on the day before the Ark set sail from Dunleary. He heads off anyway and comes back. Yeah, how's it going, horse box? Yeah, they didn't have those in the nine, but uh, I brought you out in a seven. Would that work, man? Sorry, uh, sorry, excuse me, a seven? When I asked for a nine, I didn't realise I metamorphosized into a geisha whilst, you're, whilst you were in the stockroom. No, a number seven will not be all right. That's like saying, sorry mate, we don't have coke, but we could put some placenta in a Nutribullet if you'd like. And look, maybe I'm just a slight, a slight bit antsy because, of course, again, going back to growing up is hard. I got really, really sunburnt this week ridiculously sunburnt and I was actually tempted to post a photo of this onto my Instagram but I thought it's a little bit early for me to forfeit the opportunity of ever having intercourse again in my life. Did you all get sun this week? It's been ludicrously sunny. Do you know what the weird thing is? Irish people get such a sense of pleasure out of informing other people that they've had too much sun. Jeez man you're looking a bit burnt there. Um, No, no I'm not. I know you are. You're literally scolded. Well, it's going to be brown tomorrow. It's going to be brown tomorrow. So, joke's on you. Also, on that, have you noticed, by the way, there is nothing quite like the smugness, the smug look on the face of a man who, when the weather is really warm, they sort of drive around in, like, their vintage convertible car. Do you know the... Have you noticed these guys? You, You get them every year. And it's like, what are you doing, mate? You're not even enjoying the sunny day. You're not even making the most of the sunny day. You've just gotten your 1972 MG and you're sort of curb crawling around like Sandy Cove or Seapoint or any area where there's going to be lots of people. You absolute pervert. Also, by the way, you look like, what do you do for the rest of the year? 
What do you do for the rest of the year? You look like you spend more time in the fucking garage than the car does. The absolute state of you, you slimy, slimy freak. Patreon properly at the beginning of the episode. If everybody listening to this show could take a second to subscribe to my Patreon, it would be absolutely incredible. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. You're going to get ep- extra shows. Um, now that we're also going to be, looks like we're going to be able to do the live shows before the end of the year, which is brilliant news. And uh, September, there is something, I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but there is something very exciting happening that I cannot say yet. I never thought I'd be one of those guys, but your luck, you always begin to resemble the ones you hate the most. So, uh, patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. I also have some face masks that are personalized with absolutely outrageous and what do you like, Siobhan? As I'm not going to sell them, I just want to give them away as a sort of way of saying thank you guys for supporting the show. So I'm going to choose some people from the Patreon later and I will ship them out to you wherever you are in the world to your address. Uh, yeah guys thank you so much we're back let's go as always I would really appreciate it if you like reviewed the podcast shared it as your story on Instagram tell your friends it really really helps and thank you everybody for your kind messages like a lot of you sent me some really really thoughtful stuff whenever I was sort of gone under the radar and yeah it was touching and it really meant a lot to me so know that it's all reciprocated and um, even if I didn't get a chance to reply to you that it genuinely meant a lot and I probably and I did read it unless it was negative then I didn't go near it but yeah thanks so much take care of yourselves and I'll see you for s'mores on Wednesday Patreon all the best <laughs>